the Leaving Today podcast, the show about the news, history, and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. to the Leaving Today podcast, episode number 170. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, this morning, this evening, however you are doing it, and whenever you are doing it, uh, thank you very much. The fact that you are here spending time with us means everything. My name is Mark, one of the co-hosts here. Sitting to the left of me today is the Trailmaster Puppets himself, Udi. Good evening. I did a little bit of a little bit of a suspenseful. Who could it be that this time? I know, right? Uh, no, Jess, uh, she's working today. Or, or she just got off or something, and um, actually she wasn't even feeling good, is what I last heard. Yep. Uh, but uh, she, we did, she will be on. So anyways, today, uh, well, hey, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We hope you find the water to be very, very warm. We're a very honest podcast here. We try to keep it real. Um, if, if you like thinking about Disneyland, the, the parks, uh, the attractions, the food, hint, hint, mm-hmm. um, theming, then this is the right show for you. Uh, we talk about all that stuff, and we talk about all. We talk about it with a very honest approach. Um, if you if today's show is brought to you guys by you guys out there, uh, the, our listeners, uh, we do that through Patreon. Uh, we go on, uh, sorry, on our website, leavingtodaypodcast.com. There's a Patreon link in there. We make it super simple: one dollars, three dollars, or five dollars. And for that, you get to be on the show. We give you some cool swag. Um, so we have some people that need to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer, Laura, a couple others. We know who you are. We've not forgotten. We, mm-hmm. have, the, we, we have the receipts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. We, we, we do. Um, okay. And if this is not your first time, welcome home. Uh, yeah. All right. So today we have a special guest on. Um, we're going to get to him in a little bit. We're going to go through the news. But again, today we're talking to um, one of one of our favorite people in the Disney in the realm of Disney stuff. Um, that's Jay, Jay Bratton. Uh, he has been in the Disney game a lot longer than we have, mm-hmm. uh, years before we did. Um, you know, all those people that are on Instagram right now, uh, those people that are taking pictures of you know food items. Hey, look at me. You know, you know, whatever. They all owe a debt to Jay because Jay was doing this stuff. Long before Long time these ago, guys yeah. were. And um, you'll see in the interview just how passionate he is about this stuff. And he's talking about things that I don't even uh, hardly ever think about. But now I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you will enjoy him and you will enjoy his takes on stuff. We don't really have an opening question today because we did not go live. But that's okay. Um, I think we'll probably just skip right right to the news. We are in... Uh, 
the end of the getting close to the end of the first quarter of 2023. That's a reference point. Um, Mickey's Toontown opens today, re reopens today, which is March 19th, uh, long overdue. No, I'm not overdue, but it's been gone for over a year. And um, we're not going to cover all of that stuff. We we're going to talk about a little bit, a little bit about that in the uh, news. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, that's our time point for for today. Any, anything else, Eddie? Nope. Okay. Right on. Right on. All right. Well, then let's go to the news. You listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. Okay, so our very first news item uh, today is actually a little bit of a follow-up from our last episode, mm -hmm. and this is the Villas at Disneyland Hotel. The cash rates have been revealed, and bookings are now available for, D for DVC members. Um, so earlier this month, we shared that the Villas at Disneyland Hotel will open to the public starting September 28th, 2023. The rooms in this hotel tower are themed around classic both classic and modern Disney animated films, including Bambi, Fantasia, The Jungle Book, Sleeping Beauty, The Princess and the Frog, Frozen, and Mo um, Moana. The hotel includes two pools, the monorail pool, and a new pool being constructed on the west side of the resort. Okay, so the prices have been released, and we have pictures of them. Um, the Duo Studio Room, this room, which sleeps only two, offers guests the bare necessities, and that's in quotes, according to the Disney mm -hmm. Parks blog, and it ranges from $4.50 to $5.50 a night. Um, so that's so that's what Disneyland thinks are the bare... So you're getting the bare minimum that they have to offer for four four fifty or five fifty <laughs> a night. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, it, yeah. It, well, part of the... The thing is, it's themed for the Jungle Book, but sure. the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of cool inside. I don't yeah. know about 450 or 550, but um, okay. Next one is the deluxe studio room, uh, and the, the 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 deluxe studio room is the most abundant type of room in this new tower. It sleeps up to four guests and is themed around either the classic animated film Sleeping Beauty or the modern classic The Princess and the Frog. Is that a classic? Mm, getting there. Getting there. Okay. These rooms are available with standard or preferred views. The standard uh, view deluxe studio prices range from 700 to 800 a night, while the preferred view deluxe studio ranges from 800 to 900 a night. <laughs> yeah, the picture just shows um, it looks like a queen size bed and like a sofa. Um, yeah, pull out thing or something, but 800. Uh huh. Okay. Next room is well, the... Oh, we knew they are going to be pricey. Yes. We did know that. The yeah. one-bedroom villa is next. Um, these one-bedroom villas sleep up to five guests. They feature styling inspired by either the 1940 Disney animated film Fantasia or the late 2000, 2000s hit The Princess and the Frog. It's a hit. Now, that was a classic. Okay. Yeah. The one-bedroom villas seem to only be offered with a preferred view. And for that, you're paying around 1200 a night. Wow. Up to five people. So five people, that's more than 200 bucks a person mm -hmm. right? a night. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a good thing we're famous with the LTPC. There's, none of this even matters to us. We just waltz right in. Yep. Yeah. I'm kidding. They okay. call our room every time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the next one is the two-bedroom villas. The two-bedroom villas are inspired by the same films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sleep up to nine guests. Um, the preferred view, which is the only thing have available right now, is they start around 1800 a night, up to nine guests. 
So that's nine. Sit around 200 bucks. Yeah. But do you have eight other people that are going to pay 200 bucks? No. No, I, I can't I, think I, of Hold on. I can think one, two, three, four, five, six. I can maybe get six people in a room. I don't think I can do nine. Oh, yeah. Probably six would be mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And it'd be like one night only. It'd be mm-hmm. like about this again. Mm-hmm. All right. And this other, this three bedroom grand villa. Um, this is the one we talked about last time as yep. being spectacular. And uh, what did it, what did we say? Like three grand? I was like three to four is what I said. That is what you said. Yeah. And it's four. It's is four thousand. Uh, three bedroom, two story grand villa sleeps up to nine guests and include all the enemies you would find in a typical home. Like a full kitchen, a wash washer and dryer. Um, and they're themed around various f- the films. Um, I mean, it looks the oh, outside looks amazing. Yes, uh, amazing is he's aptly put. I mm-hmm. mean, imagine just if you could hang out there for a night. The outdoors with the fireplace, mm-hmm. outdoor fireplace with a balcony that overlooks the pool. Um, it's spectacular. But four thousand. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Some, yeah. Some people are going to do that. Oh yeah, there are people who who have that kind of money. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. If I had that kind of money, I'm not gonna lie. I'd do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Special occasion for one night for someone. You have to have not, like, you have to help uh, other people help out. Yep. Oh, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Next, well, that was not a news item. The next news item is Imagineers add new scenes to Indiana Jones yeah. and Banjo at Disney. That opened up, I think, today or yesterday. I don't even know. Yeah, it, it got opened early, so, mm. and I think it was yesterday. Uh, well, they, they removed the Temple of Forbidden, I believe, on the app. It's not on so, there right now? Yeah, I'm going to look at it, but I remember reading that. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. But I am pretty sure... Yeah, it's now Indiana Jones Adventure. It is open, currently sitting at an 80-minute wait. Oh, wait a minute. It's not Temple of the Forbidden Eye? Nope. Oh, I didn't know they were changing the name. I didn't either. Indiana Jones Adventure. In fact, I just read that, and it didn't even occur to me that that's what... Okay, wow. So as we speak, it's uh, March 19th, about 6, 6.15, and it's an 80-minute wait. Okay. Hmm. The long refurbishment of Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland is finally coming to an end this week, um, but despite earlier early reports, the OC Register has corrected themselves that there are, in fact, some new and updated scenes in a now-classic Disneyland attraction, and this is a classic attraction. Yeah. Um, Imagineering Plus up the ride with two new digital effects scenes designed to demonstrate the power of Mara, the antagonist deity within the Temple of the Forbidden Eye at the center of the story unfolding in the attraction. Okay. Our additions to Indiana Jones Adventure add touches of new magic that enhance its already established storyline. Imagineering Executive Creative Director Kim Irvine said in a statement released by Disneyland, Mara taunts guests even further with a powerful electric-like energy and frantic Apparitions. Hmm. This force of Mara turns frenetic. A, what did I say? Frantic. Oh, frantic. Oh, oh yeah, frenetic. Um, this force of Mara turns a possible passageway escape into a rubble of dust. Ooh. Oh, that's kind of cool. Mm. I want to see that. I'm actually going to have to YouTube uh, ride through. I'm sure it's out there already. I'm sure it is. Would that spoil it for you? No, I don't care. Okay. Not about this one. Okay. According to Brady McDonald, no new storylines were introduced into the Disneyland attraction from the upcoming Indiana Jones and Thank the you. Destiny. Thank you. Yes, Thank which you. debuts in theaters this this, this June. Um, um, nothing wrong. I think this is all great. Yeah, if if yeah, I mean, I gotta write it, but yeah. 
Yeah, I have to write it to you, but I'm, I'm glad this thing's back up and up. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and if they actually fixed a lot of the things that were lacking, yeah. even better. Right. I don't think they, they fixed that turntable at the beginning. I think that's probably like it's gone. Probably. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. It's, it's probably it's, it's going to be the one shot up the middle. Yep. Um, but I wonder, though, with this being open now, do you think this gets us closer to mm-hmm. them shutting down Splash Mountain? Yep. Yeah, me, even yeah. though even though there has been a lot of rumor, and you can take take it all, please take it all with a grain of salt that there is a current battle going right now to not do that oh, at I Disneyland. Could, I could take it more than a grain than a, than a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. I, I we, we talked about that before. Yeah. There's a, a YouTube. I don't know who it was, but um, brought up some interesting facts. There, there, there are a couple. If you're out there, and if you guys are paying attention to that, there has been many, many YouTuber out there that has been going back and forth, and I've heard arguments for both, both that it is going on, and both that it is not going on. So, um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I care that much. I mean, part of me is yeah, and part of me is like, well, no. So, yeah. I mean, we'll find out. Yep. I think if it isn't going on, then, yeah, we're absolutely at a place where that one's going to go. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, I mean, even though we're coming into warmer weather, um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm... <sighs> We shall see how how it goes. Yep. Uh, but I'm glad Indiana Jones. I haven't been on. Yeah. I haven't been on that since before the pandemic. Really? Yeah. Last few times I was there, it was closed. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, next news item. Karen, the hits keep on coming. Mickey's Toontown debuts near a new character meet meet and greet. Uh, Pete. Pete is a long-standing character in the mm-hmm. Disney universe. He first appeared in the 1925 Alice comedy short film called Alice Solves the Puzzle, where he was known as Bootleg, Bootleg, Pete. Yeah. Bootleg Pete. This early version of Pete was a villainous bear who frequently got into trouble with the law. In 1928, Pete was reimagined as a cat and appeared in the first Mickey Mouse cartoon, Steamboat Willie. In this cartoon, Pete was the captain of the steamboat that Mickey worked on, and he played the role of the antagonist. Pete has been featured in numerous Disney video games and entertainment media, including the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, yeah, this is great. Um, he's been made other appearances, but I didn't know this guy was even not a character that they were having in the parks. Because yeah. um, I, I actually had forgotten about this guy. Yeah. And But when I saw him, I go, oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> I know. I, I watched the reveal. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Yeah, and I didn't even know he uh, wasn't around. But uh, I... Absolutely forgot, and I'm glad that this character is being brought back to introduce to another generation of mm-hmm. Disney fans. But Pete's meet and greet isn't the only new addition to this land. Mickey's Toontown now also features two new dining locations, replacing previous installments. So there are also two new foods to try, including both savory and sweet options. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay will have to talk about that when he <laughs> comes on the show again, uh, which he will. Uh, new lightning has been installed in the land to delight guests after dark. In addition, Dis- Mickey's Toontown will have a goodnight kiss featuring a uh, fe- feature at the Centennial Park Fountain. This will involve 30 minutes of water, light, and music and will occur just before the park's nighttime spectacular. Uh, the, the land will still need to be closed during fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So we have some, there's some stuff regarding Toontown Hall. City, uh, sorry, Toontown City Hall Square's new dining. Um, there are a lot of food options there that you can have. Uh, I don't think I have that menu on there, 
But um, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so there are some menu items on here that are brand new. Um, the food fits the wacky theme of the land. At the Cafe Daisy, you can find an assortment of hot dogs, pizza flopovers, and a plant-based spring garden wrap. They're all a step up from the previous Toontown Fair. As, as far as kid-friendly dishes go, there's a few options that will entice the little ones. There's uh, pizza with cheese and cheese, uh, pepperoni and cheese and just cheese. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, bite-sized mini corn dogs and mini mac and cheese. Looking to round off your meal, get a side of Toontown tater chips, house-made chips with a chili-made sauce, um, a chili cheese sauce, and to satisfy your sugar craving, order Disney's Goody Goody Donuts with cinnamon sugar. Yeah. There's also some specialty drinks. Also, the other restaurant's called Good Boy Grocers and will offer grab-and-go drinks and snacks. Most exciting are the new novelties available there. Um, the thing that seems to be garnering a lot of attention is the perfect picnic basket novelty item. Uh, there's two of them. There's one for $25.99 and one for, I think, like... 36 37 36 37 Um Let's see. Uh, the one for $25.99 includes a special basket in your choice of three snack-sized items and a drink, a small water or a juice box. To further enhance the picnicking experience, you can opt for the basket that includes the perfect picnic basket for, for $37 and enjoy a meal out of any of the new grassy areas of the land. So this is like this is like per person. This is like a it's a single meal. Yeah. Okay. So for for, for $37, you get a meal. A, a, looks like a blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, and a basket. And a basket. I can see my daughter's buying one of those and yep. going, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but uh, that is the, the latest stuff. Um, like I said, Mickey's Toontown just reopened, um, and I'm glad it did. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, that's you know kind of our short, our short news because we want, really wanted to get to uh, our feature presentation because I know you guys are going to enjoy that. Um, so that is going to end the news, and now let's go over to the feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Hey, LTP listeners, we want to welcome you to our feature presentation for this episode. Um, now, this is a very special show for us uh, for many reasons, and for me personally. Um, Again, I've been doing, we've been doing this show for seven years now, and <laughs> this cat was doing this long before we even started. Yep. Yep. Okay, so, um, and he's one of those people that when I first started getting into podcasting, um, when I first started getting into more Disneyland stuff, he was one of the first people that really brought the concept of food being part of the attraction. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard this guy talk, I go, this, this guy must be out of his mind. <laughs> but the more I listened to him, I go, no, this guy is actually serious about it. And he knows what he's talking about. And I can tell you, I have laughed more times out loud with his comments and his opinions about stuff. When he was on one of my favorite podcasts, just was the, the Diz Geek podcast, I would tune in just to listen to him because he always brought something, whether he's talking about candy canes in the winter uh, or talking about the food at Flo's V8 or like the ribs not being the same. I go, okay, this guy's crazy, but I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, we have not talked to him since before the park closed. Mm-hmm. Um, that sucked because I really, really enjoyed having him on the show. But guys, girls, we are bringing back Jay Bratton to talk about some stuff. Hello, Jay. 
Yo, 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 what's up? You know me, I'm down with the LTP. Yeah, that hey, is Jay. it. Uh, yeah, I am happy, happy one of my uh, oh, yeah. know, podcasting heroes or podcasting personalities. I just, I, I'm so used to his voice. I'm so glad to hear yeah. him live. Dude, it's so good to have you back on. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been a while. And, yeah. you know, there's this uh, little thing called the pandemic that uh, kind of turned us all off the, the parks for a while. And, you, you did. Know, but uh, now now things are back. We're getting back to normal. I wouldn't say 100% normal. Sure. But, hey, you know, we were kind of almost to that point. So I'm glad. Yeah. yeah um, and I'm glad you brought that up um, because there's not, I mean, we do bring your name up fairly often on the show like oh jay would not let you buy that or jay true. would be upset about that so we always true. reference you as to what oh i wonder if jay would think this is a yep. cool thing uh, as far as food goes but um let's go to the pandemic because we haven't talked to you about even since before 2020 um and we, we've never talked to jay about galaxy's edge Oh, I we can't haven't. believe any of this stuff Ronto, oh my god okay all these things that i'm thinking oh, about dude, like we could be here for like Hours. We yes we can but right. I just when the park was closed for two years Jay um, did did you find yourself thinking like okay I haven't had the park for this long I can I can live without it or were you like missing it or what was your feelings about the whole thing? Well, of course I mean missed it I mean you know that's just one of those things I wasn't uh, one of the type of people that were going every weekend or even every day I mean I saw that. Uh, news article and recently about the guy who's done like over 3,000 days in a row or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, that, that's, yeah, definitely not, not my, uh, my bag, you know, but, um, you know, as far as like the, the ability to go, uh, you know, to, to relax and enjoy the parks and enjoy the people and enjoy mm -hmm. the ambiance, et cetera. I mean, it just, yeah, definitely you miss it. I mean, honestly, my wife missed it more than I did. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I'm more of an introvert, to be honest. I mean, I, you know, speak uh, on podcasts and, and, you know, do appearances here and there. But honestly, I just, you know, I'm happy to stay at home and I'm, I'm cool, you know, yeah. I'm chill. So, but, uh, uh, you know, but I do like having that uh, sort of, I guess, um, the, the thought that, like, hey, if I really want to go, you know, and, and, you know, like enjoy my time. It's only 40 minutes away, you know what I mean? But yep. during the pandemic, it was not even, a, you know, yeah. like a, an, an option. So. Sure. Um, so when you came, what, what was what was it like when you finally got your chance to go back into the parks after two years or so? Well, obviously, I mean, my wife and I were both very sort of trepidatious. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, uh, especially during the, the initial stages and, you know, people uh were you know kind of like battling over where, whether to wear a mask or not wear a mask get vaccinated not get vaccinated sure. mm -hmm. i mean whatever the situation was is like we were trying to protect ourselves as much as possible because you know there's people who have different uh, mentalities than we do and, and we're trying to you know not get sick you know what mm -hmm. i mean sure and, and so that's the thing is that uh, um you know, we were very cautious and, you know, just kind of like, you know, just like going into a, a you know, a 
somebody's pool, right? I mean, you're <laughs> going to just dive into the deep end. You yeah. Take your baby steps going into the, the shallow end, and then you go, you know, jump back out and test the waters again, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, so eventually, now we're just, you know, we're deep diving, baby. Yeah. Diving, baby. yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. When I finally got the chance to go back after two years i mean during those two years i found my even though we did the podcast i mean i thought it was important for us to keep doing it because yeah. there's stuff to talk about but i was thinking to myself well i'm finding other interests in life besides daisy landing and i was like well i haven't had it for two years i've survived um I, do i really want to keep going to the park and doing stuff and then i got to go again um <laughs> and i just fell in love with it just within yeah. the first maybe two minutes I go oh my gosh how much have I missed this I was just in town square going oh my gosh this is home for me and so all those thoughts were gone immediately like why was I even thinking of, why was I thinking about ever I was gonna leave you know not <laughs> go to the park but um I still haven't got an annual pass yet or a magic key have you gotten one yet you and your, you and your wife of course Oh, oh, good. Okay. Oh, great. That is great. <laughs> uh, especially my wife, man. I mean, she's, she's like, she's all in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. We're, we're deep diving, baby. Yeah. Awesome, dude. That's that's great. That's great. Okay, good. I'm glad that you have one. I think maybe next year I might get one because I want to go to D- D23. Um, maybe. I, I, you probably have some thoughts about D- D- D23, Jay. <laughs> I, you know what? The first three times we went to D23... They were great experiences. Okay. Unfortunately, the third time was an eye opener in terms of like the uh, problematic issues with the number of people there mm-hmm. uh, and the amount of time that you have to spend. And like, you basically have to pick and choose what you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the first year we went, man, oh my God. It was like, it was, I, I can't even like, put into words how magical the first D23 convention was. It was so freaking amazing because nobody knew what to expect. Nobody knew, like, you know, what, uh, you know, what it was about, et cetera. And, like, my wife and I, we were just like, you know, that was when I was doing this this podcast, and um, I was just like, you know what, I got to record on it. I want to be a part of it. I want to experience it. It doesn't matter what happens. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so the first time we went, it was awesome. We got into every every venue. We got, I mean, short lines everywhere. We got autographs. We got et cetera. But then, you know, then they started slowly incorporating Marvel, slowly incorporating Star Wars. And then just like more and more people started getting involved. and, And it just all of a sudden, all of a sudden it was just like, you gotta camp out overnight just to like get into any particular venue. You know what I mean? And, and like, then you have to make reservations. You have to wait in line to go shop. You gotta wait in line to get food. You gotta wait in line to you know, so forth and so on. So it's like if you're willing to endure that and you don't mind that, then that's fine. It's yeah. you know that it's just for me. I've been there, done that. I'm good. You okay. Know what I mean? it's just, okay. You know, so you know, I. If you've never gone before, never. then I would definitely recommend to go just so you can experience it. And, you know, there's a lot of free swag you get. You know, they give you know, various merchandise, you know, at the, at the booths and so forth. And that's fun. And, you know, if you're willing to pay for autographs. I mean, when I first went, you didn't have to pay for autographs. Now you have to pay for autographs. So, it's, you know, that oh. kind of sucks. But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever. It is what it is. So, but, yeah. I mean, if you really want to autograph from, you know, all these people, but... Like I actually have a voice recording the guy that did um, 
uh, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Okay. He actually did a, 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 an introduction for when we did the Diz Dish uh, podcast, uh, Disney Dish podcast, uh, when I did that with Kristen Hetzel-Go. Oh, yeah. Um, so he did an intro using Tigger's voice, which was awesome. And he was also the uh, voice for, uh, um, uh, what's the guy, the villain from um, Aladdin? Um, Jafar? Jafar, yeah. yes. Jafar, yeah. And so, yeah, so it, the guy was magnificent. I mean, he, he's, you know, like... I wouldn't say he's on the level of Mel Blanc, but, you know, he definitely <laughs> yeah. uh, has, a, you know, a, a number of voices that he can do. And it was it was amazing to, to see him in person. And, you know, we saw, uh, what's his name, the um, guy from Up, uh, uh, Ed Asner. Oh, we got cool. him in person. Oh, yeah, wow. Very cool. And I, we got pictures and got autographs and all that stuff. So, you know, I mean, we met a bunch of celebrities and stuff. I mean, the original Tinkerbell, et cetera. I mean, I, I can just name drop. You know, but it's just, there's no point. It's just you you have to go to, to see these people. No, for sure, for sure. Right on. So yeah, maybe next year I'll, I'll end up getting an annual pass, but we'll see how it all goes. Yeah. Um, oh, you don't need an annual pass to do G23. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I know that, but I kind of wanted to parlay that into going and, and trying to oh, get, yeah, yeah. Sure, get yeah 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 get some more trips go. down there because I. Uh, <laughs> I was down there the same day you were, Jay, and this makes me upset because if I had known, and of course I would not have known, I didn't think to call Jay Bratton. Hey, I'm going to be down in the, in the area, Jay Bratton. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, now that uh, I know that you have an annual pass, the next time I do go down or we go down, I will s- let you know, mm-hmm. and if you're re- available, we can do a... Yeah, meet up, man. Hang yeah. out, have a drink, whatever. Yeah. You know what, Jay? I would love... To, I know you're not doing this thing anymore, but I would love to do your magical food tour thing. <laughs> I know that's that's been many, you know I, many years I, gone. I'll have to look for my script. I, I have a 16-page script. I don't know if you knew that or not. I had no idea. I just know that you were talking about it. I go, well, I want to go to that. I, <laughs> I never made it down to it. But if I could convince you to maybe just do an impromptu one for me, with, <laughs> with, with us, I would love that. <laughs> You know, it's 16 pages of information. There's no way I could memorize that again in a period of time. I'd have to download it onto, you know, my phone or whatever and then go to give you the spiel at that point. But, yeah, it it just – yeah, because there's a lot of detailed information that I uh, incorporate. And it's only Disneyland, man. I mean, I I didn't even touch on DCA. Okay. The the rich history of uh, the food at Disneyland is um, a lot of people don't understand and don't realize – there's a woman who did a, a book, um, uh, Marcy. What year? Yeah. Yeah, she's so, yeah she's actually a, a friend of ours. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So and and her book is is good, um, but I so we have different training. So I have a master's degree in history, and I um, had done like deep dives and and like a lot of historical historical information, and yeah, she isn't quite as in-depth as I would be. Um, but then again, I'm not, you know, she wrote a book. I didn't. So, you know, who am I to say anything about it? It's just, you know, I would say that if I did a book, it would be probably at least two to three times bigger than what she wrote. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. And the only reason why, and, and, and this is not disrespect to her, because like I said, I mean, she actually put the time and effort into yeah. going and uh, researching all this information. And they utilized some of that in um, the last uh, D23 convention. They put like little uh, snippets of recipes and yeah. uh, other mm-hmm. uh, food menu items and, and so forth. Um, but there's a lot of other historical um, facts about you know that time period. You know what I mean? That that could be kind of 
like teased out further. I'll oh, for sure. So yeah, but anyways, like again, again, I just you know this is not to try to toot my own horn or whatever. No, no, no. I'm just trying to say that you know it. Her book is very good, and, and for people who have no knowledge about the, that uh, period, I would say that is definitely a, a source uh, that you should definitely check out. And um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, well, cool. Well, then we will we will not do the magical food tour, but maybe we will grab drinks and maybe go to one or two little restaurants so we can talk about some stuff. There you go. There you go. Very okay. <laughs> All right. So speaking of food, you and I were there in the same day. We did not know it, but we were there February 10th, and you were at you went to the Blue Bayou and you went to Napa Rose. Yes. Do you want to talk about the Blue Bayou and um, and the and the Napa Rose first, or how, how is it you want to go? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, the reason why we went to the Blue Bayou is because we went to Fantasmic, uh, and we got their Fantasmic dinner package. Uh, well, it was. I guess a meal package because it wasn't dinner, it was lunchtime. Um, but uh, anyways, what that afforded us was a premier position in the center area of the Phantasmic viewing um, section, yeah. and um, totally worth it. Um, okay. Now, Blue Bayou, it, the, the food quality, honestly, is... I, I, I would... My hope is that one day they'll get somebody in there that is going to be a little more attentive to the details of the cuisine. Sure. Um, but right now it's kind of on par with like Cafe Orleans. Uh, it's oh, it's good. Um, it's definitely um, better than like uh, the French Market, which you know obviously French Market's closed now because oh, you know, they've got. Keanu. You need to ask mm-hmm. about that. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh, um, I'm so gonna I'm, anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you okay. about that uh, when we sure. when, whenever we get okay. a break. But okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, so, so finishing up with Blue Bayou. Honestly, I'll just put it this way: I didn't take uh, pictures of any of the food because it really <laughs> wasn't worth it. Okay. Um, and then also, what's problematic is um, they have the Monte Cristo sandwich, which is oh, yeah. like always a you know fan favorite, and yeah. my wife loves it. And the only issue with that was that instead of using a, a berry a jam or berry compote uh, to uh, counterbalance the richness of the Monte Cristo, they utilized an apricot preserve, and apricot just really wasn't uh, as mm. potent to counterbalance the richness of the Monte Cristo. So, anyways, but uh, overall, it was oh. okay. It was good. Um, they do serve alcohol there. Um, sorry, Jess. <laughs> uh, sorry, Uri. Yeah. I know you guys were, uh, you know, kind of like very adamant about yep. not introducing alcohol to the park yeah. beyond um, Galaxy's Edge, but uh, it's happening. Yep. It's happening. Well, and it's well, not, that's only the first step. So. Oh, I know. I well, know. What do you What do you think about that? Them having alcohol at the Blue Bayou. I'm good. With that. I'm bro. Just it's it's over. <laughs> it's 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 already it's it's a slippery slope, man. Yeah. 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 They, once they brought uh, alcohol to Galaxy's Edge, that's yeah. it. It's yeah. over. I mean, it's just. All it is is a matter of time of slowly, slowly introducing it to various small elements of the park. Mm-hmm. The first step is Blue Bayou. Yeah. It's like at Disney World. At first, at the Magic Kingdom, they didn't have alcohol, and then all of a sudden, you can go to uh, the Beauty and Beast uh, restaurant. I forgot what it's called. Um, but be our guest. Anyways, be our guest. There you go. Yeah. And they said, we're just going to have wine and beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guess what? That's that's the slippery slope. Because from that point on, they're like, you know what? No holds bar. We're doing alcohol. We don't care. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people don't care. And I don't care. I mean, honestly, just. Yeah. I, in fact, if if anything, to me, and this is just my honest opinion, it's just like, 
it's going to happen and just enjoy the ride, man. You know what I mean? Just, I, I'm looking forward to going to the Tiki room and, and, uh, getting my tie or whatever. Or, yeah. You know, when I was at, uh, uh the blue Bayou, I had a, a hurricane. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't the same hurricane that you get in New Orleans. I mean, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, much, it's probably about 10% of the alcohol level of, of New Orleans, but at the same time, the fact of the matter is that you could get a hurricane at blue Bayou. Right. Yeah. And that actually probably adds to the theming, right? Well, the the only reason, or one of the main reasons, is you're afraid of how if people will get intoxicated and walking around. I mean, the controls that they put, like, in Galaxy's Edge, like, how much you can drink, you know, you can still hop, basically, around if you really want to drink that much, but yeah. Sure. That's always been my concern. I mean, you're, you're right. It's like, oh, man, Walt didn't want it, but... Once they open up UCA that little door. has had alcohol since yeah. day one. Bro. No, I know. I know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yep, I, and yep, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've drank at Galaxy's Edge. Disneyland Hotel. That was actually one of the attractions uh, a lot of people had made mention of in historical books about people that used to take the uh, monorail mm -hmm. specifically to go to the Disneyland Hotel to go to the bar to get, you know, a couple little, you know, drinks or whatever you know just some cocktails etc cetera, etc cetera, and then take down monorail right back to disneyland <laughs> it's all it is, is i believe it I, yeah totally believe it yeah yeah okay so cool. so then the so the blue bayou you, you basically went just to get your phantasmic dinner package right is that how it was well uh, my hope was that they how would, would have better cuisine but you know it just the the fact of the matter is that the most beneficial uh, element of our meal was the, the you know, the, <laughs> the pass to the viewing area. Yeah, you know? Sure. So, uh, yeah, it just, and, and you know, and of course you can't beat the ambiance, right? And no. we, yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, where else in the world are you going to be able to, you know, dine in, uh, you know, good cuisine? And I'm not saying great cuisine, I'm saying good cuisine. Um, and, you know, being able to look in an attraction, you know, from Disneyland. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a, a one of a kind experience. And, you know, you, you can't beat it or match it, and that's the reason why it's always booked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Have so, anyways, yeah, it was, it was cool, man. I, I enjoyed it, and, you know, it was overall, I mean, you know, I just, as far as the food was concerned, probably about, you know, maybe 7 out of 10. Uh, viewing experience was 10 out of 10. Oh, awesome. Then very well worth it then for that, for yeah. sure. For sure. And then uh, that same day you went to the Naparillas is after Fantasmic? Correct. Okay. So we went to Napa Rose, and um, so it was good and bad. Okay. So I'll start with the bad. So first off, they're not doing the bread basket anymore for free. Um, it was basically part of your meal. Okay. It was uh, something that my wife and I looked forward to. Uh, they would bring out a little bit of butter, and then it would be a basket. Uh, I had to kind of... Uh, go back into some of my uh, older photos to look and it was uh you're looking at um let's see I'm trying to like get the okay so it included ciabatta bread sourdough olive bread and uh cracker bread covered with parmesan cheese wow and that was all inclusive oh gotcha and, okay and it's not like a lot. I mean, it's a couple pieces of each, right? Yeah. And honestly, the, the food cost of, of those breads is minimal. I mean, maybe like two bucks at that, you know, taking into taking the ingredients into consideration and the, the you know, 
the amount of um, effort it took a baker to, to put it together. Mm -hmm. It just, and, and for them to take that away is just a bit problematic because now what they're trying to do is uh, charge you for a loaf of bread uh, that comes with three different dipping sauces and they charge 16 bucks. 16? Wow. I'm just like, wow. yeah, 16, man. I think it was like 12 or 16. I thought it was 16. I have to look at the the price, but um, anyways, regardless, the, it, even if it was five bucks, I'd be pissed because it's just yeah. like, it's not worth it. I mean, no. the loaf of bread is, you know, cost pennies and, you mm -hmm. know, the dipping so co sauces cost pennies. You know, the food costs are, are low and it just, it's so just kind of, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know, it's chintzy. I mean, that's just the, the JPEG cheap uh, element of, you know, them going, you know, about their business and just, that's just um, really disappointing and, and um, you know, kind of, to me, it kind of ruined the experience. Um, but that's not to say the food still isn't good, because sure. it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, you know, started off with the um, uh, the salad. Uh, let's see, I have to look at the... Uh, the descriptions on my photo here because it's been a while yeah i'm looking at it right now it's uh warm duck confit is that what that is right exactly and um then we went to uh then we got the wood fired uh goose shepherd's pie oh so God, basically it's that? a shepherd's pie with the goose meat instead of wow. uh beef and that was uh extremely uh, tasty um the chive whipped potatoes were um, exquisitely done and yeah. perfectly cooked. It had a little caramelization on the top, so it kind of provided that little crunchy element. Um, and then when you, you know, put your spoon or fork into the, the dish itself, it was uh, just like a rich gravy with all this um, beautifully um, cooked meat. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, Jay, is that is that an entree or is that an appetizer? Um, that one is an appetizer. Oh gosh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like, we kind of we mix and match. I mean, okay. Like, we don't really have like when when you look at a menu that people try to like categorize various dishes. Uh -huh. I just like I I don't look at that. I'm just like I think in my head like how am I going to construct my meal? Am I going to utilize this for a main entree versus? you know, an appetizer or, you right. know, am I going to mix and match or am I going to combine the two together? It's just like, I don't need somebody else to tell me how to categorize how I'm going to do You know, yeah, been yeah. there, done that, I've, you know, yeah. eaten, eaten enough uh, fine uh, restaurants uh, throughout my life and, you know, I understand, you know, I'm a big boy and I know how to construct my own. Uh, so. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Anyhow, uh, then as far as another main, or actually a main entree for sure, is the uh, seared uh, branzino fish yeah. and the uh, light manila clam chowder uh, with the Yukon cold potato. So again, we're doing potatoes again, but then you're talking to a potato freak, so uh, you can give me potatoes all day long, and, and I'm good with that. And yeah. of course can include potatoes, and I'm fine with it. I'm like the the Forrest Gump man, you know, it's like yeah. the, with the, the you know the shrimp company, right? It's like I can sure. have it. Slice, dice, fry, mashed, you know, whatever, etc. You know, it's like yeah. it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I love potatoes uh, as long as it's not sweet. Yeah. And, oh yeah, sweet <laughs> potatoes, yeah. Right. Um, but the skin on the bronzino fish was just uh, magnificent. It was like crispy, crunchy, but not burnt. Um, the the texture of the meat was wonderful. It was just immaculate dish, and you know, I highly recommend it to anybody who likes fish. This is like like 100% of like thumbs up. What's the, what's the sauce that it's in? 
Oh, it's a manila clam chowder. So basically oh. clam chowder, but instead of being a uh, cream-based um, element, you know, it's like a, like a New England clam chowder. Yeah. It's sort of like a Boston clam chowder where they do like tomato base, but it's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, not quite as um, like uh, tomato-y as, as a manila. Uh, like the Boston clam chowder has is more like you can really kind of feel that tomato yeah. the acidity the mm-hmm. chunks of the tomato this one is a little more refined uh it's um sort of uh distilled down to the basic elements and the clam um is more pronounced it, you can definitely kind mm. of the the unctuousness of the of the clam is just kind of like permeates your palate like oh. as soon as as soon as you put the, the spoon to your mouth Jeez. okay yeah and then the last one is the uh, steered pork loin. Uh, my wife uh, enjoyed that. Uh, this cherry tomatoes, English peas, uh, Yukon gold mashed potatoes, sun-dried tomatoes, and dried apricots. Uh, this is ex- excellent. Again, the mashed potatoes, like potatoes all day for me, baby. Yeah, it looks great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the great thing about this was the... Um, the contrast of the saltiness of the pork and the um, sweetness, the uh, sweetness of the dried apricots. Also, the fact that they use dried apricots instead of uh, fresh apricots uh, lended uh, a more uh, condensed sweetness that uh, did well to offset the salty element of the pork itself. Man, um, oh, very nice. Again, beautiful dish. It's just uh, magnificent. Yeah, um, you know the the tomatoes is just uh, a nice. Uh, burst of flavor uh the english peas were you know instead of using sweet peas they use english peas which are uh, like a little more uh robust uh they're not as forgiving they're not as mushy um but uh they kind of provide almost like a starchy element but not to the same degree as potatoes obviously because sure you know the potatoes are like super starchy and creamy but um, yeah yeah regardless it was uh beautifully executed Beautifully done, great taste. Um, nothing, nothing bad to say about this dish whatsoever. Oh, it, it looks spectacular. Yeah. So I was just trying. You were talking about the apricots here, um, and they work with this dish, but they did not work with the Monte Cristo, as far as that goes, right? Because the Monte Cristo, uh, that was an apricot uh, preserve. Preserve. And okay. So the intensity of the sweetness isn't as pronounced. So what's happening is that the Monte Cristo, because you have the ham and the toasted bread with the yeah. butter and mm-hmm. the, the cheese, yeah. so you're going to salt with the buttery richness, et cetera, um, and then you got the crunchy element of the bread itself. So you need something that's going to be a little more potent to kind of balance yeah. the the other elements. You know what I mean? And, and so that's the reason why that I say that the berry, um, uh, you know, either berry compote, berry preserve. Uh, even a berry jam grape would work as well but i mean you know apricot is just it's uh too it's not as um uh potent and so it's you know it just doesn't really kind of the other flavors overwhelm it you know i mean where in this situation because the the pork is more delicate Mm. and and then also the apricot is more condensed as far as the sweetness is concerned yeah that's the reason why that they work well together okay gotcha I never think about this stuff. I'm so glad you're talking about this, Jay, because it's like now I'm giving me stuff to. I said, well, I was going to say food for thought, but that's a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. 
Um, so when you and then order, the last one, oh, go ahead. So when you order this with you and your wife, do you guys just sort of share each dish and see what works? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. We we both yeah we share each other's dishes and um, another thing that we do as well is uh, we bring our own containers. Uh, so kind of a little bit of a pro tip for for the people who uh, want to enjoy like a number of dishes without having to like stuff yourself to the to the point where you feel sick. Uh, bring uh, Ziploc uh, makes these containers, you know, like I don't know, about two inches tall and about four to five inches mm -hmm. wide or whatever, and you just bring those into the park. Uh, just put them into a reusable reusable bag, and then uh, whatever leftovers you have, just put them into those reusable containers, and you're good to go. Yeah, awesome. Okay, that is a pro tip. Good idea. Yeah, and, and that's actually something that we utilize for the uh, Food and Wine Festival as well because oh, yeah. there's so many items. There's no – I mean, unless you're going multiple days, there's no way you can try everything in all in one day. Yeah, and, there's... You know, even if you try to you know, half the items, it'd still be too much food. That is a lot. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, last thing I want to touch on is the dessert. Yeah, so, I'm looking at uh, it right now. Yeah, so this one is actually um, a – version of the world's best hot chocolate uh you guys saw uh guy fieri's uh video right about uh disneyland um like the the food at disneyland during christmas that was like years ago wasn't it yeah yeah it was like it's been like 10 years yeah oh ever. yeah 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 anyways yeah if for people who haven't seen that food network guy fieri he went to disneyland resort he's the one that first uh kind of turned me on to about the the handmade candy canes and so forth and uh, one of the dishes that they uh, utilized uh, or that they incorporated into into their uh, show uh, at, at the end of his uh, visit to Napa Rose was uh, what they called the world's best hot chocolate. Okay. And uh, anyhow, so this dessert essentially is the same thing. Apparently, somebody had uh, patented or trademarked the name world's best hot chocolate, so they couldn't, you know, use that name anymore. So instead, they call it the Valerona. Hot chocolate with artisan chocolate mandolins. Oh, um, sure. So, so the Valrona hot chocolate essentially is the world's best hot chocolate. It's just a different name. Different name. Um, but it's the same thing. It's just if you've never had it, um, you know, I like hot chocolate, <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it. This one, I'd go out of my way to get. It, really? Like, oh. Honestly, it's it's like so it's like one of those. Um, those uh, drinks that you sip and then your eyes roll in the back of your head and you <laughs> want to nod and just like... Uh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I you know, I just... It's it, there's I've never had that type of experience from hot chocolate ever before in my life and this is uh, definitely one of those things that uh, you, you, you have to... Uh, put on your must-do list if you ever go to Napa Rose. Okay. Um, yeah, and this thing looks great. I, I'm very curious to try that. Um, in terms of ambiance, which has better ambiance, Napa Rose or Blue Blue Bayou? Well, different, I suppose. It's different. I mean, because Blue Bayou is more of an experience. Napa Rose is more of like. Um, uh, I shouldn't say that. They're both experiences. It's just one is more entertaining, nostalgic, childhood feeling. The other one is more like an elevated dining experience. You know what okay. I mean? Like yeah. more, 
I would say sophisticated because, you know, people are coming from the theme park and so they're dressed in, you know, whatever shorts and t-shirts and, and so forth. Uh, but the servers treat you like you are wearing, you know, a three-piece suit and, and <laughs> your wife is wearing a, like, you know, an evening gown or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And, um, yeah, and they, there's actually one server, if, uh, if, if you ever have a preference, uh, his name is Mickey, actually, and he's from <laughs> Japan. And okay. uh, yeah, he's he's he always introduces. Hi, my name is Mickey, like Mickey Mouse. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And he's he's so he's so uh, fun, so um, interactive, very um, you know uh, personal. You know, like he, he provides personal attention and so forth. And so anyway, so if anybody, if you have a choice, and, and uh, definitely go see him. Okay. Yeah, Nap Nap Rose has been on my bucket list. Um, still still is so. It's worth it, man. I okay, mean, honestly, okay. even if you it just go once at least, and you know, I know, I understand it's a you know a bit on the expensive side, but at the same time, it's you know not something that you're going to do every single visit no. know, to mm-hmm. the park. So, you know, just uh, uh, it's worth that special, you know, once in a while treat type thing. Yeah, that's for sure. <sighs> what do you think, Udi? Oh uh, no, I like it all. Yeah, it looks. Now I, I'm now I'm looking at that uh, Verona chocolate. I'm like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> is it is it is it rich though, Jay? That chocolate. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're talking like one sip and it'll coat your entire mouth. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, yeah, that's how that's how rich it is. And but it's not just the the rich element. It's not like like you can have like New York cheesecake. I mean, excuse me, New York cheesecake, and it's just like yeah, one bite and just it coats your mouth. But then you yeah. kind of get that little kind of almost like waxy, fatty, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, cheesy flavor just kind of coating your mouth. This is like, you just want to lick all over your mouth, all over <laughs> like multiple times. Just roll your tongue in your mouth, uh, the roof of your mouth and around your teeth and just want to just kind of like taste that chocolate over and over and over again. That's, that's that type of rich, decadent flavor that uh, you're going to experience with that. Yeah, and, and, the, and did you guys each get your own cup or did you guys share the cup? Oh no, that's uh, for us. Uh, that one cup is enough. I mean, yeah. I'm not a dessert guy, honestly. Okay. I I'm not. Uh, I don't do dessert so same, much. Same. Uh, my wife is more of the dessert person. Um, but you know, I like to try a bite of you know things here and there. And, Absolutely. Know, I like to experience different flavors, and you know, I. But honestly, I'm just not really, um, you know, a, a sweets type person. I, uh, you know, the only thing that I like the, that is an exception to the rule at Disneyland Park is my uh, peanut butter. Peanut brittle uh, infatuation, which you know, that's <laughs> when we, uh, you know, you talked about the first time that you had uh, had me, or you know, you, you heard me describe a food experiences about peanut brittle, and you know that that is, uh, yeah, that was a that was a magical experience. And, oh, for sure, and, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, now and you went to the food and wine festival. Um, but before we get there, I want to kind of work systematically because I had some questions. Uh, before we get to the Food and Wine Festival. We're going to look at that. Sure. I want to know your thoughts on a couple of things. First off, French Market retheming overhaul. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts? I love it. Okay. I, I think it's awesome. I hope that they really elevate the menu um, because, honestly, Universal Studios, guess what? They're, they, are, yeah. they are on their game, man. I mean, yeah. the Super Mario World... Dude, I seen their restaurant, and that's just like that makes Disney look pathetic. Is seriously? As as their their restaurant. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, you have you seen any of the visits? Look at, 
Universal Studios, okay. uh, uh, the, the, the restaurant that they have, uh, I forgot the name of the restaurant, uh, but uh, regardless, the theming of it, the dishes, everything about that restaurant makes Disney look pathetic in terms of like their recent um, like offerings as far as you know new restaurants are concerned. Oh. It just makes like them look like you know the the uh, I don't know. I mean I, I I'm trying to think. It's like the you know uh, I'm just trying. I have no real comparisons really. It's okay. just like you know, it just it just it's just like it's just the old school versus the new school, and the new school is kicking butt. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I think we've been saying it for a little while. Like with Universal stepping up, Disney has to, you know, they haven't really had the the, the competition, mm. and now they are. And and for me, I'm like, go good. I'm 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 kind of glad it's coming yeah. because that will. That that forces Disney to up up their game, because yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't know about that though. I, did, I I I you know because I'm not a Universal guy, so I don't I, really pay attention. But now I want to go try it out <laughs> for well, sure. Well, there's a couple of uh, people um, that I would recommend looking on YouTube. There's the Ordinary Adventure, uh, excuse me, Ordinary Adventures uh, and um, Magical Journeys. Yep. Okay. So yep. they have YouTube channels. They've been to the Mario World um, restaurants. Uh, I would put more um, weight into the Magical Journeys um, people uh, as far as like their uh, food uh, analysis and so forth. Uh, but regardless, both of them, uh, look, you know, they go through the restaurant. They were actually invited to the press events. Uh, so and then they tried the various menu items there. And man, I tell you, dude, I mean, it's just it's just it's just when you see that type of stuff you're just like your your jaw drops and just mm. like disney why 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 you're not why are you not doing this you know yeah, seriously sure. it's just like anyhow uh but i mean universal like i said i mean ever since wizarding world man i mean they just kind of been they've been kind of like taking the front seat in terms of like theme parks is concerned mm -hmm. you know regarding the, like the the interactivity then in terms of the dining experience the customer experience etc I mean, look at Butterbeer versus the blue milk. I mean, oh, yeah, geez. true. I mean, yeah. seriously, <laughs> it's not even close, you know, so. Okay. So you're on, you're on, on board with the French market. Of course, we have not seen any sort of menu items for what this is going to yeah. be, right? Or have you? I have not. No. Okay, okay. Uh, I, but I'm looking forward to it, and what I'm hoping is that there'll be a little more thoughtful about their offerings. Uh, like, the French market was kind of like, I mean, once in a while, they were a little bit daring. I mean, they had uh, certain menu items, but the execution was really poorly done. Uh, <laughs> sure. You know, just it's just it's quick service, and there's just like some, you know, minimum wage uh, cast member just like slapping, you know, putting a sandwich on your tray and just yeah. like, okay, move on, you know, yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. And sure. it's just like, I want something that's a little more interactive or a little more uh, like, guest involved you know or like more thematic the the restaurant itself i mean you know again going back to the you know the the mario world or whatever the super mario brothers world you look at all the screens and, and like the, the tables and so forth and it just and even the, the servers i mean they're so attentive they're so um you know just engaging and, and just like and, and like the food is thoughtful it's like you know they they've got little uh 
you know, like things that are shaped in, you know, like uh, the mushrooms or whatever. Like if you ever played Super Mario Brothers, I mean, mm-hmm. you know what the mushrooms are all about. Yep. They got all, all kinds of things. But anyways, regardless, I mean, it's next time you come down to Southern California, you guys need to seriously, like, take a day to go to Universal Studios and check out that new park. Cause okay. It's just, it's pretty, pretty amazing. I, I personally haven't been there yet. Uh, in fact, my wife and I are going to be going there in about... I'd say about a month or less. Okay. And so, you know, I'll give you a little feedback on that. And I know oh. that this is a Disney, Disneyland podcast, but regardless, I'll give you a little, you know, kind of uh, contrast, you know, compare and contrast, you know, to, to what Disneyland is. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely welcome that, Jay. All right, cool. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to the French market retheming as well. Um, now, the other question I have is kind of a two-part. It's regarding the restaurants in downtown Disney with... Catal going to the middle and the Uber bar, uh, or sorry, I think it's Centrico or something that's going to be taken where the Uber bar is. And what's what's the status of the uh, Tortilla Joe's? And and also, what's going on with Steakhouse 55? Because I'm I'm seeing pictures of the work being done over there. Man, Steakhouse 55 is a mystery to me. My wife and I actually were talking about that last time we were there, and we were like, what are they doing here? I mean, yeah. just what is are they going to cheap out again? I mean, they're going to do something, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, you know, they're going to do it, you know, convert the, you know, the, like that into like a kid's play area. Are they going to oh, extend God. Goofy's kitchen? I mean, what, what, you know, we don't, we don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, that's the kind of like, we're a little bit um, in the dark with that as, as far as that's concerned in terms of downtown Disney, Man, that we actually went to Tortilla Joe's. Um, I'm trying to think in December. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is because we knew it was like the end of the run. Yeah. Like yeah. we were like, we're gonna go there one last time. Uh, the problem is with Tortilla Joe's is that they know they're shutting down, so they're not kind of like putting as much effort into their service, and they don't do like the the guacamole in front of your table. Like they used to have these little carts that they brought out the avocados mm. and the cilantro and onions and so forth and they put everything together in the bowl and mixed it up and did fresh made guacamole right and they charge like 15 bucks or whatever which is it's expensive but you understand i mean they, they're having a person actually make the guacamole right in front of you so yeah. it's like mm-hmm. you know entertainment you know what i mean sure. it's the dinner theater um but now they charge you the same price for guacamole and nothing. I mean, it's just like they just bring you out a bowl of guacamole. 15 bucks for guacamole? Really? Mm-hmm. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, there's just, no, that's not happening. So uh, it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, basically, Catal is turning into a Mexican themed restaurant. So that means the demise of Tortilla Joe's. I don't know what the new place is going to be called. I think I read somewhere it might be called something, but I honestly, I didn't really pay attention to much. Um, but two restaurants that you need to look forward to. Uh, is um, a dim sum place called, um, oh my gosh, uh, I'll have to think about it, but then the other one is called um, uh, da, 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 the, the um, oh my gosh, why am I brain farting here? It's um, Portos. Portos is oh. a place. Portos. Have you guys ever been to a Portos? No. Mm. Okay, so this is like, I mean, it, no matter where they've opened their place, the restaurants, it's just been packed out the door. Um, 
Okay. They have it's a like kind of like a um, Middle Eastern type bakery placed. Uh, uh, excuse me, a Central American type uh, bakery place, um, and they have uh, like uh, like guava pastries. Uh, they have these things. Uh, it's a uh, they call it potato ball, basically like mashed potatoes, and inside is like a, like a, a ground beef uh, with like just a bit of spice, and then it's deep fried. <laughs> and then they have these uh, chicken um, chicken tender things that uh, it's not really chicken per se. I mean, it's not like chicken meat. It's like a, a chicken soup kind of pastry thing. It's just it's hard to describe. But when you buy into it, you're just like amazing. I mean, it's just okay. like elevated level. And yeah, the guava and cheese pastry is just like next level. Um, anyway, so that that's something. And then the dim sum place, I've got to look that up. It's... Um, I remember I remember talking about that Porto's because we, when we were talking about how they're bringing things in and we brought that up and, I, and we were both like I, we've never heard of it because yeah. a lot of people have and how how they're incredibly popular and I'm like I've never heard of it or never been there. Yeah, when Josh Jamora had mentioned that at D23. Yeah, we're like I, he's uh-huh. oh this is going to be we're bringing in a Southern California classic. I go are they bringing in In and Out or something yeah. downtown Disney? <laughs> but no, it's yeah, Porto's. Yeah. I go what the heck's Porto's? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that place is going to be super busy. Okay. My hope is that they keep the same level of quality because, um, like, they have the, the uh, brewery place, Stone Brewing, there uh, in downtown Disney. And um, uh, it's, uh, no, no, excuse me, not uh, Ballast Point. Ballast yeah. Point, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, not Stone, yeah. Uh, Ballast Point Brewery. The one in, in uh, San Diego, it's awesome. The, the restaurant there, uh, everything is magnificent, all the food, et cetera. I went to the one there in downtown Disney, and I was just like, man, this is not good. I mean, it just things were too salty. It wasn't executed right, et cetera. Okay. And so I'm just hoping that, again, Porto's kind of keeps the same level of uh, quality. But knowing them, because it's a family-owned business, um, I, I would say that they will uh, do that. Uh, and then as far as the other place, the, the uh, dim sum place, uh, is called Din Tai Fung. Din Tai Fung, and, um, Okay. Have you ever heard of it before? No. I mean, I okay, they, so they mentioned it on D23, but I, it went over my right. head. I don't know what that is. So, Din Tai Fung is an extremely popular uh, Chinese uh, place. Uh, it's from China. But what sets them apart from, like, a, you know, your Panda Express or, like, a <laughs> just mom-and-pop Chinese restaurant or whatever is the fact that they have elevated cuisine. Uh, and one of their sort of claims to fame is their uh, soup dumplings. Okay. So what it is is they take the uh, like a handmade wonton wrapper, they put in the meat, and then they put in the the, the sauce, uh, and then they they twist it, and they are very attentive to detail. Like you only twist the the top like X amount of times, right? Twelve okay. times or whatever. Sure. And then they got it, and they they have a uh, person that wa- like an expert that watches over everybody who makes these these dumplings. And then they cook them to a certain temperature, and then when you put it, uh, you know, into your mouth, it's like a stupid explosion in, you know, like as you bite into it. Okay. And in fact, you, you gotta like really eat it with a spoon because the, um, the there's so much soup uh, in that dumpling that it's just it you're it blows your mind because it's like how can this wonton hold this much soup? You know, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. And then. They have like a like a um, like a soy vinegar sauce that goes along with it, uh, complimentary. And then they have like um, 
bok choy and you know garlic. I mean, my mouth is watering just talking. About <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. Just, uh, it's like it's yeah, it's like next level Chinese cuisine. I'll okay, well, wow. I look forward to that for sure. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Um, be sure that you do give us a review on that when when it shows up. Jay. <laughs> oh yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, so currently going on at DCA right now is uh, as we speak, it's the Food and Wine Festival. It's in full 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 swing. Uh, Jay did go down there um, on March 10th, and here we are. What is it, March 19th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's only nine days ago. Yep. All right, so Jay, what are your what are your thoughts on this? I've gone to these before and I absolutely love them, but I know every year they change a few things up. Maybe they change more than a few things up. So what? What, what was speaking to you the most here? What did you think? So overall, I'd say it's getting back to the way it was. So after the pandemic, um, the first few years, they are a little bit reserved in terms of the number of booths that they had and mm-hmm. the number of food offerings that they had. Yeah. But now they're getting back to like the point where they're offering, uh, offering a, a wide variety of items. Mm-hmm. And um, they're introducing new things and then they're bringing bringing back the things that are extremely popular from years past and so i appreciate that because you know just like i this is the time where the culinary team at disneyland resort can be experimental they can be daring they can like kind of exercise their their creativity you know what i mean and what I love about food is food is the only form of art in which you utilize all five senses, right? So sure. you taste, you hear, you feel, yeah. you know, you see it, it just, yeah. you know, you hear it when you crunch, you know, it's so mm-hmm. it just, you know, that's the thing that makes me happy about these type of events is because it gives me an opportunity to, you know, see how creative the, the, team can be uh in terms of like what they're giving the, the disneyland uh, resort guests yeah so um and you know i'll just kind of just kind of go over just briefly some of the um i mean do you want i i don't know if you want me to go over every single one or you just want to give it give you a few highlights i'm looking over them and well oh, you want to talk about some of the things that you took in our in the photo album yeah, yeah so basically yeah, that, so here we go yeah so that's here, just my top item Honestly, you know, for me, and, uh, it, it, you know, like, was, I had, um, I had low expectations, but it exceeded my expectations, was the uh, smoked honey habanero chicken wings. Oh, I see oh, those. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and the reason why I was skeptical is because Disney has not done a good job on some of the wings in the past. They tend to be overcooked or, you know, dry and so forth. This one actually was perfectly cooked. Uh, crispy skin. Uh, the honey habanero was was spicy, but it wasn't like overly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is not a, a fan of spicy food. Um, she she doesn't you know she can tolerate a bit. Um, and in this situation, she was able to tolerate, and she actually liked it. She finished an entire wing herself, and uh, she had no problems with it. Me, I'm a I'm a chili head, so you know I I wanted more heat. <laughs> But, you, you know, it's just like salt in a soup, you know what I mean? Like, you can always add salt, but you can't take salt away. So, yeah. you know, in this situation, it's like, if you want more heat, then just bring your own hot sauce, which I probably will next time. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, okay. um, but, I mean, in terms of the flavor, uh, the the, um, the level of doneness, it wasn't dry. It was juicy. 
uh, the, the skin was crispy. I liked that it was a dry rub versus a wet sauce. Um, so it didn't, you know, take away from, from that crunchy element. And so I really appreciated that a great deal. Uh, the other one that I really enjoyed, and this is actually kind of a, um, uh, a, a, a you know, one from the past was the, uh, the one, let's see, what's it called here? Uh, look at that. What is that thing there, Udi? What is that one? Click on, click on that. What does it say? Yeah. Uh, l let me have you, I'll, I'll let yeah. you guys look at it and I'll give you a description. And Which one is it? Oh, well, well, here. No, uh, no. Oh. You said you were looking at. Yeah, we're. Uh, it's the. Uh, was it? Where's the description? The beef and it's a poutine. I I think is what it was. It looks like it's. Like the one with the uh, crunchy elements on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Um, it was okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the the beef and barley poutine. There you go. So they say it's potato bites, mm. uh, with braised beef short rib. Okay, the braised beef short rib was true enough. Uh, the potato bites, it was frozen tater tots. Oh okay. no! No so way. That is yeah. That was a uh, like really disappointing. Uh, cheese curds. I was like, where? Where? Where's the cheese curds? Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't see any in the picture. No. Yeah, well, they, there was a couple buried in within the pile of beef. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining about more meat, but at the same time, it's just like, come on, tell me cheese curds, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Cheese curds. You know, I, you know, slap me in the face with them. You know, I, I yeah. want to, I want to be hit with them. You know, but uh, yeah, they were. I, I don't know if it's because of the way they scooped it out from the, uh, you know, from their service or whatever. But yeah, it just yeah, that was a bit disappointing. And in terms of like the little. Um, uh, micro sponge. Um, it they say it says lo lager micro sponge, but really I tasted it and I was like, okay, this is it's. I, I just I didn't even know what to make of it. I mean, it didn't taste like lager. Um, it was like I was expecting it to be crunchy, but as soon as it hits your tongue, it just kind of melted right away. Huh. So it didn't really. It looks nice, but really didn't really didn't add much to the dish. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So sorry, sorry for the. No worries. <laughs> bad, well, it wasn't a bad review, but it's you know just something I, I would say if you're, I mean, if you're hungry and you wanted to fill your tummy, you know, with some goodness, and that that would be definitely filling. Um, in terms of like, if you're looking for a flavor experience, it's not uh, something I would I would go for. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Udi's Udi's uh, salivating over this one. It's um, it looks like it's from garlic. Kiss the grilled top sirloin with roasted garlic. I don't know. Yes, with the uh, chimichurri sauce. Yeah. Yes. Right, with the red peppers on top. Yeah. Yes, this is very flavorful. Oh, um, the good. chimichurri sauce is like, it's it's oh. one of the better chimichurri sauces I've had, and um, the meat was slightly overcooked. Mm. Uh, in all honesty. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you kind of have to go in with that expectation because. You know, we're we're talking about you know again minimum wage cast members just you know putting food into a, a cardboard tray, right? Yeah. Sure. And um, so anyhow, so that's the thing is I, you know, I manage expectations, but this was uh, definitely good. I'd say I'd go. I'd say on a scale of ten, maybe seven and a half, hmm. uh, maybe eight. Okay. I'd say if if the meat was a little, if it wasn't so dry. I'd say I'd give this definitely uh, eight um, because right. of the the meat. I'd say that's the reason why it uh, 
kind of lost a half a point. Um, but as far as the flavor profile is concerned, um, the red peppers really, they were just slightly spicy, Yeah. but it wasn't uh, so overpowering. Um, like I said, the mango habanero was probably spicier than that. Um, and then you work all the elements together uh, in one bite, and it's just, it's a, it's a great flavor combination. I definitely uh, recommend that uh, if you had to utilize the uh, space in your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one we have right now is from LA Style. It's the glazed barbecue pork belly, with yes. This is a, this is one that's another classic. So uh, the thing about this dish, so first off, the mac salad is very uh, reminiscent of Hawaii. So if you've ever been to Hawaii, this is like you'll be like, oh, I know this mac salad. And you know what I mean? It's just okay. it's exactly like uh, you know if you were to get it from a, a lunch plate in Hawaii. Um, now, as far as the, the pork belly, so in the past, they had actually done a better job of like caramelizing the top of the meat. Uh, this time around, not so much. Uh, it was cooked all the way through, but it kind of felt like almost, I don't know, it just, it, it was, it did have that textural contrast as if you had like a caramelized top, right? Mm -hmm. So. You know, and then also the smoky element of having it charred on on top as well. Um, but the meat is, you know, tender. Uh, the flavor of the sauce, the barbecue sauce on the meat itself, is good. I mean, you know, I just, uh, uh, you know, again, I I think that um, without charring it, it kind of diminished the uh, taste uh, a bit. But uh, overall, this is something I I would recommend, and I think it it just they had an off day at the LA Styles booth. <laughs> Could um, be right. Yeah. But the other one from LA Style is the Impossible Euro inspired non. Yeah, um, I'm looking at that one right now. This one again yeah. is a classic, and you know I I'm not opposed to vegan dishes, vegetarian dishes. No. So I'm, I'll eat it all. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not picky when it comes to food. Is if it's good food, it's good food. You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't matter what style it is. Um, this one is definitely uh, I would say highly recommended uh, if if you go there. Um, the chickpeas are spicy um the in and, and it's offset by the cool cucumber like tzatziki sauce yeah and yeah. um the uh hummus it just works well with the pita bread the pita is cooked well uh the 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 you know the impossible uh ground beef um is seasoned just like a, a euro like if you were to go to you know a greek uh place or whatever um it just it, this thing is I'd say one of the most perfect dishes uh, that Disney has uh, in terms of the Disney California Adventure of uh, mm. Food wow. and Wine Festival is concerned because it's balanced well with um, the, uh, you know, you got your bread, your fruit, your vegetable, you got the, uh, you know, chickpeas, you got the, the spicy, you got the savory, you got the, the hummus element, you know, this just like, it just, it, to me, this is like, uh, this is the top star of the show. Okay. Um, you know, I the the mango habanero is my favorite meat dish, and I would say that was my favorite in terms of like if I was you know just saying like I just wanted a snack or whatever. But that the, if I was to have a plate of food, I'd say the euro is like I would I could eat that as a meal. Oh, awesome! No, Jay, would you recommend someone who has not gone to a food and wine festival if they get that um, sip and savor pass thing? I would say yes, but you have to plan judiciously okay so essentially the the price point that you have to take into consideration is six dollars and fifty cents 
So anything that is $6.50 or more, then you can use uh, Sip and Saver Pass. If it's mm. below that amount, then I would say just pay cash. Uh, so, you know, most of the dishes that we, we chose, uh, were around the eight to $9 range. Um, and so, you know, the sip and saver pass was definitely worthwhile for us. Um, but you know, if, if you're somebody who wants, you know, just a, a light eater or you just want something small, then, you know, just, just make sure that, you know, the $6.50 mark is, you know, and then also you have to consider that you're getting eight tabs, right? So sure. are you going to eat eight dishes or are you going to, you know, you can use it for non-alcoholic drinks as well, mm. but uh, um, most of the non-alcoholic drinks don't break the 650 point. So it's not worth it as far as that's concerned. Um, so if you're going to do eight dishes, um, I would say definitely get that sip and saver pass. And again, going back to the pro tip from earlier, just get a Ziploc container and just, uh, yeah. you know, just, you can, you can get the eight tabs. And if you're not able to finish everything, like my wife and I weren't able to, then you just put the food in those containers and then you take it home and reheat it and you're good to go. There you go. Just, uh, the only thing that you might want to, um, be cognizant of is that if you go early in the day and you're planning to be in the parks all you know during the entire time until the evening yeah just don't get anything that has dairy in it because it you know it'll spoil oh yeah that is a good point okay so like the max solid that i pointed out earlier with the pork belly yep. definitely that's something you don't want to you know like keep in the locker all day unless it's a <laughs> cold day i mean you know who knows yeah I mean, lately in, in southern california has been like cold and rainy so oh yeah so Udi's been looking at the couple items you got from Nuts About Cheese, and these things look great as well. Okay. Um, it is the crackers and cheese with house yeah, made. Yeah, house made herb cracker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. White cheddar formage. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. This one was for. excellent. Um, I was this one. I, I kind of I rolled the dice on them. Yeah. Because uh, the problem is that. You know, with crackers, if they sit around and they're uh, adjacent to wet ingredients, they tend to get soggy and, and just, you know, lose the crispiness of the crackers, which defeats the point of having crackers and cheese. Um, so this one was done extremely well. Uh, the crackers were very robust. Uh, the uh, herbs in the crackers themselves were uh, very pronounced. Uh, and it worked extremely well with the uh, white cheddar fromage blanc, mm -hmm. which is basically like a white cheddar uh, cream cheese. And then uh, the spicy salami spread and the cherry jam, that's like spicy and sweet and meaty, along with the creamy, along with the crispy, along with the herbaceousness. Yeah. So one bite and you're like, oh yeah, this is, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, so oh, definitely for sure, I, I would recommend that uh, without a doubt. Okay. And then the other one is, um, of course, uh, this one actually is, is the most popular. is the Mickey Mouse shaped macaroon yep. with the Snickers. Yeah. So I think for the for most wow. people, uh, including kids, this is going to be like their favorite thing of the entire um you know, experience sure. of the Food and Wine Festival. Um, it basically is like a Snickers bar, but light and creamy, and uh, the 
it's not overly sweet, which which I really appreciated because, you know, a Snickers bar, it's like, you know, it, when you bite into it, I mean, yeah, sure, you get the peanuts and so forth, but, yeah. you know, you get that nougat and you get mm-hmm. the caramel, right? So that kind of just punches up the sweetness level. This one, because it's a mousse, it's lighter in flavor, um, it's a lighter texture, um, it doesn't hit your palate quite as hard, and then you still got the nut element, which basically introduces that sweet, uh, excuse me, the, the savory, salty element. And so this definitely, for, for people who like that balance of sweet and salty, this is this is like the dish for them, for sure. It looks good. And I would recommend it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I didn't hate it, again, but I'm not a sweets guy. So, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I... I I, you know, th- would I get it again? Yes, I would. So I'll just put it that way. You would think that they would have some of these dishes like year round, as opposed to some of the special, I mean, uh, for instead of like a limited time, right? But, or, or do they? Well, some? Uh, well, not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, I, they may bring them back like uh, in during the, um, uh, the holiday season, they, the, the festival of holidays, uh, food you know, and it's not food and wine, it's just holiday, uh, what's it called? Oh, um, festival, um, the Feliz Navidad's thing? No, yeah, well, I mean, they have Feliz Navidad, uh, that's concurrent with it, but it's the Festival of Holidays. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah, so okay. basically it's like a food and wine festival, but a winter version. And so some of the dishes that they uh, have are similar in nature, um, but they try to, uh, be more thematic in terms of, like, a wintry, uh, food versus they, this is supposed to represent more springy type food. Okay, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And um, I would say that uh, um, you know I I like the 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 food and wine festival more. Um, I think it's just I don't know if it's maybe the time of year, but I think that the dishes aren't quite as heavy as the festival holidays. But that's not to say the festival holidays is bad. It's just, I'm just saying, if you want me to compare the two, then I'd say the food and wine festival is more, more worth the the time and effort to go to if you had only pick one of the two oh, sure. uh, to attend. Sure. Yeah. So how many how many drinks? I ha- there's a couple of pictures of drinks in here, and how many of those? How how much of that do you do too? I mean, with different drinks, because the two you have in here. Look very good. Each of them have their own little. Yeah, one's not. Yeah, my wife doesn't really drink alcohol, so she did the non-alcoholic. Uh, uh, that looks dish, amazing. Uh, the blackberry I mean, uh, lavender uh, lemonade. Right, right. It was very good. She got another one, and I forgot to uh, take a picture of it, but it had a little apple crisp on the top of it. Mm. They're okay. I mean, honestly, for the price, it's. Uh, it, this was like six, six fifty. Um, I don't know. It's okay, you know. I, I, and, and I got also the the uh, smoked cherry mezcal. Yeah, I'm looking at that one right now. With mezcal Iki, yeah. I guess cocktail, and that was very tasty. But uh, at I think what was it, sixteen bucks? Yep, that's yeah, kind sixteen of, bucks. That's it's like steep. okay, one one is good. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind yeah. of steep. So it just uh, it just the the prices of the drinks are a bit exorbitant in my opinion. Um, and yeah, you know, I just, I don't know, it just, I, I don't know like how, how, uh, like how devious your, uh, you guys are or how devious your listeners are, but if you really want to get down and dirty, all you got to do is take like a Dasani bottle 
um, yep. dump out the water or drink the water, throw some vodka in there, and just seal it back up and, and just put it in your bag and then there you go. Just coke with it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh, Jay, don't talk about it. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the Sip and Saver Pass would have worked on the first drink, but not the um, alcoholic one, right? Right, but at $6.50, honestly, it's not worth the utilizing a tab. Oh. It's just better to just pay cash, and that's what we did. Gotcha. So. Cool, cool, cool. Anyways. Awesome. So, yeah, basically, overall, man, I really had a good time. Uh, okay. You know, we, we always enjoy these food festivals and so forth, and, you know, we, um, you know, for, for people who like to uh, just kind of, like, do something a little different in their lives and, you know, want to enjoy it in, in a theme park, this is definitely... 100% recommended uh, and you know if you have any listeners that want uh, recommendations and so forth I'll be happy to answer any questions that they have or post any you know kind of thoughts in terms of like dietary restrictions or oh, that'd in be terms great. of like you know yeah because I mean the one thing that uh, Disney has been doing is they've been stepping up their uh, vegan and vegetarian mm-hmm. game and like I said, that euro is just like, I mean, regardless of the fact that it's, you know, made with impossible meat, it just... It, it looks amazing. amazing. I mean, like, yeah, it just, it doesn't even matter. It wasn't made with real meat. I, I, I didn't even care. It was so good. And I've had that, like I said, in the past, and I would recommend it to, to people, and I don't even think they would be able to tell the difference. So yeah. anyhow, but, you know, things like that, you know, just let me know, and I'd be more than happy to, you know, answer questions. I mean, you know, I just... uh I enjoy food and I want other people to enjoy food along with me because again, it's the, the art form that utilizes all five experiences, you know? Absolutely, uh, man. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Uh, well, I know we've kind of extended, we've kind of gone over the, a lot of time that you've given us today. Um, yeah, but, I, I, I mean, we honestly could be talking multiple episodes, just unfortunately there's time constraints and we were like many years in the making in terms of catching up. So Yeah, yeah absolutely, up. Jay. Yeah, we had, we had to cover a lot of different topics and hopefully I didn't bore, bore your audience too much. So. Oh, no way. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. I mean, <laughs> no I think people are fascinated with your with your with your take and the yeah. and what you bring to this whole side of Disneyland um, and DCA because a lot of people don't even think about this stuff and I think they will start thinking about it now that you're talking about it. So that's great. I have one last comment, and this is uh, in regards to your previous episode. Oh yeah. Um, oh, you guys yeah. talked to Seth. Yeah. About the cruise. Yeah. Oh so yes, yeah, Seth. My wife and I went on a Disney cruise, and uh, I just I, I have one uh, like uh, tip for people to make sure that they really take into consideration if you are going on a cruise. Uh, Disney or otherwise, make sure you double check and triple check that you bring underwear. Because my <laughs> wife, she forgot to take underwear for me on the cruise, and Disney, their little gift shop or little, you know, the, the little place that they sell goods and so forth, they had boxers, and the size, they said it was large, but no. <laughs> so, yeah so basically i had to squeeze into them and after a few hours i said you know what i'm going commando oh <laughs> yeah yeah so i just nice say, job, just make sure you bring extra underwear and and double and triple triple check that you got it because it's just it's, <laughs> it, it, disney uh can only provide so much on your trip and underwear is not one of those things that they uh carry extra uh of and uh in your size so 
another pro tip from Jay is uh, bring extra underwear. <laughs> if you learn one thing from this interview, yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's, it's that. That's right. You sound like you're my yeah, mom. Mr. Dude. Winky was feeling the ocean breeze a little bit too much. Yeah, no, good, no, good. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, right, guys. okay, Jay, so seriously, man, the next time we go down the parks, I will reach out to you and um, well, hopefully we talk before then, but I'll just say, hey, we're going to be down there th these days. If you're down there meeting up for a drink um, or going to dinner or maybe trying sure. a couple different places to eat, I would absolutely love that, dude. Yeah, yeah sounds great. All right. Okay, Jay. All right, guys. All right thank Take you so care. much, brother. Thanks, Jay. All right, cool. All right, All right. bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was a treat for me. Um, I know Udi was stoked about it, too. Um, yeah. When I had mentioned last week that Jay could be coming on, and in fact, a couple weeks ago, he's like, all right, awesome. Um, and it was great to have him on. Uh, it's been a long time. And I was just thinking about him the other day, wondering what he was doing. And I'm very glad he's still involved with Disney stuff um, mm -hmm. because it's important for me to have that guy because he, he's just – a wealth of knowledge with that. And yeah. um, anytime he's on here, I just feel honored um, that he spends time with us. But uh, it sounds like he might want to be coming on again for some more some more stuff. Um, listeners, again, if you have any questions about any food items in the park, um, hey, should we go to this restaurant? Is this restaurant bad? Is this good? What or And what should we order? Hey, is this event worth it? Yeah, he will give you the information that you that that you need. And again, uh, we hope to have him on again, talk about some future trips and some future uh, food offerings. Yeah, so that's going to wrap up episode number 170. I can't believe it's been 170 times we've done this. <laughs> yeah, you said seven years and I went, wow. I know. I remember when we hit 100, I was like, no way. We're right here. No way. Uh, you know, um, not to go off on tangent or anything, but... Um, a lot's happened in seven years, dude. Yeah. And a lot, our lives have changed a lot in seven oh, man. years. Dramatic. Dramatic. <laughs> um, dramatic for sure. Um, anyways, uh, well, I guess we could reminisce 30 episodes uh, ahead of the time when we do episode number 200. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if we're still at it, right? No, right? Yeah. No, I'm only, sure. only 30 left. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm, guys, I'm joking. I have not thought about quitting the show unless Udi has. No. Okay, good. If it was, that would be news to me. Um, yeah, he would have been like, what? what? Sorry. Yeah. What? No, I have something to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and again, Jess was working tonight. Um, she just got off a little bit ago. And like I said, she wasn't feeling well. Uh, but she will be on the show again. Of she course. sends her regards. Yeah, she sends her regards. And I know it sounds like it's a broken record. It's life. It is life. It, it, you know what? It's, I'm glad you said that. Um, it is life. Because mm -hmm. it, sometimes it isn't easy to get in these shows out there. No. I mean, especially now, uh, we have to coordinate. I mean, Udi used to have most weeknights free. That isn't the case. Nope, no more. No more. So we have to <laughs> kind of go around his schedule, which is great. It's fine. We will still do it. But, yep. you know, it, but um, it's life that just happens. And, yep. you know, I understand why some other podcasts haven't been doing stuff because things just happen. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, for us, I just... I kind of make it we not I but we make it a priority to um to make sure we can get stuff done right yeah and and to that and to that note um it also it adds and it doesn't take away or how can I put it um the fact that you guys listen mm. and you guys have been there's been people with us that have been here from the word go yeah and I hope you guys know how much I mean we say it often but I just feel like there are moments in time where we just got to stop for a second, take a deep breath and go, 
We really mean that. Mm. We, we really appreciate it. Everything you guys have done to support and interact with us and the friends we've made have really changed our lives. And so yep. um, I had stuff happen this week that reminded me that life can be unpredictable mm-hmm. and short and you don't know what's going to happen. So I just want to take the time to, you know, be thankful and grateful for all of you who, um, you know, bless us with the one thing that is ultimately valuable, which is your time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, my time is incredibly valuable to me. I get paid well for my time. And so when you guys invest that into us, it is greatly appreciated. Never, ever take it for granted. So thank you guys. And, you know, big reason, really the only reason why we keep on going is for you guys. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And um, again, you and know, for guys like Jay and for getting meeting people like him. Oh, dude. I, yeah. yeah. Jay is he's been, you know, everyone we've met has been incredible Amazing. on the show. And Amazing just, people. I consider them all family members. And yeah. I mean, I'm sincere. I sincerely mean it that I want to go get drinks and dinner well, with Jay. Yeah. Um, He's, he's going to lecture me a lot about what I what I order. Well, maybe not lecture, but inform. Oh yes, yeah. Jay will inform, mm-hmm. um, and I will learn a lot from him. Yep. But um, like we already have. Yeah, and you know, and again, I, I'm just as Udi said. I, I'm glad you guys keep listening, and I hope we provide some sort of entertainment for you. Mm-hmm. Some you know hour and a half of uh, laughing or you know escapism or whatever to get you out of your normal day and into the parks and mm-hmm. and um. Well, and then, you know, the other the other darker side of just, you know, getting out any frustration you may have. We're all here. If you're feeling like, hey, I don't know what's, what's going on. And then we're kind of talking like, hey, man, we're all kind of in the same arena. Like we're always we love our park. We love what what, what it, it means to us. And, um, you know, we always want to make sure that we're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're al- there's always good things to be held on to, no matter what. For sure. No matter what. For sure. Yep. And again, if there's something you want to talk about, hey, message us at info at leaveintodaypodcast.com or slide into our DMs on uh, Instagram. <laughs> I, I, I had to say that. Uh, but we are, you know, honestly, we're one of those podcasts. Um, we are very open. We love talking to people. Yep. Um, if you're a fan of Disneyland, we want to talk to you. If you have something you want, to th- if you don't agree with us about something like what you said was wrong about this, mm-hmm. come on, let's talk yep. about it. I, we'll we, go. Yeah, there's no wrong or right. And nope. it's just like maybe I, I might learn something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyways, thanks for that. So again, as I said before, message us at info at leavingtodaypodcast.com. Check us out on Instagram at Leaving Today Podcast. Facebook is Leaving Today Podcast, and we have a Twitter, but I don't use it. So that's how you can get a hold of us. Udi, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my other podcast, The Mando Show. Um, we are a podcast that reviews and talks Star Wars and mm. The Mandalorian. And we happen to be Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3, which you have not seen yet. No, I should go um, see it immediately. Yeah, well, you know, I know you have a ritual with your daughter. I do, yeah. So, Ooh, unless she's seen it. If she, I'm going to text her after this. If she's seen it without me, it's on then. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can find me there. Um, and you can find me on my, uh, socials, which are H A X G O A L I E hacks goalie. Mm-hmm. And those are Instagram and Twitter and Twitter. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for taking time with us. I hope you guys enjoyed Jay as much as we did. Um, yeah. So episode 171 is coming up. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure it'll be good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, remember, 
adventurers out there, we love you, and we'll see you in the parks. See ya. So here, I'm going to tell, tell Mark the plan here. Oh, there's a plan. Yeah. Wait, which plan? The one, because you need to be, you're going to be on live. My body's just stiff. Think of a banana. <laughs> does it help? Mm-hmm. Okay. Always does. Every time, don't ask me why. Why are you throwing up? You trying to eat all your food before your sister does? Now you can eat that. Gouda. Well, hello. Gouda. Come get your Gouda. <laughs> we'll give it a bit. Yeah, give it a second. Okay. Woo! Good? Thank you. You're welcome. No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. Yeah, but you yeah. make me hot. <laughs> it's so close, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> ah! It's like a breath of fresh air. Boy, was my face red.